Woo! Did that feel like just right to start the night off that way? I don't know if, I felt like I was standing in the back, so maybe I didn't get a clear vibe, but it just felt like for someone, maybe for a lot of people in the room, that there were just like things that were breaking, where maybe for the first time you were singing those words or thinking, what, what if this is true? Like, have you ever thought about that? Like, even if you're in here tonight and this is all foreign to you and you're kind of like, what is going on? There's a lot of people in here and they're excited and people on stage are like really excited about this. What is happening? But have you ever thought about what if what if what we just sang, what if that's true? Like, what if you are a child of God? Like, like what does that mean for your life? And that's why we're excited because we believe that those are just more than just words, that those that's truth that we're singing tonight, that we are children of God. So that's so incredible. You guys can take a seat. Can we just thank the band one more time for leading us really, really strong tonight? Amazing. I love it. I feel like I could just be like, hey, let's pray and let's get out of here. But the buses don't leave till 920, so we'd be waiting. So there's no point in doing that. Um, so we're, we're just move forward with the, the rest of the plan. But um, hey, welcome to the living room. If we've never met before, my name is Matt. And I get to help uh, lead the living room here at Buckhead Church. And I'm really excited. This is the second week of the semester, um, second week tonight. And I want to throw up on the screen, the first thing I want to just us to take a minute to look at before we even dive in, is I want to throw up the dates. Uh, do we have our spring dates? These are our spring dates for the spring semester. That, Of course, spring dates for the spring semester. You can pick up on that. Um, and so I would love, if you want, just feel free to like take a picture of this or whatever you need to do to get these dates in your phone. That'd be awesome. And I just want to highlight a couple things because, as I said last week, if you were here, I really think the spring semester is going to be our best semester we've ever had. And um, so if you look, first stage, we kind of go strong for about seven weeks, and then we're off for a couple weeks. The 12th and the 19th, we don't meet. Um, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, and other Oglethorpe, I think all you guys are on spring break those weeks. And then whoever else, you're on spring break. All of the colleges, I think, in Atlanta, maybe are on spring break some of those weeks. And so then we come back on the 26th, which I just want to highlight that a little bit. The 26th, you're going to be hearing a lot more about this. But we're going to have a spring break party here at the living room on the 26th, SBP at TLR. It's going to be amazing. I'm telling you, you're not going to want to miss it. We just came up with that a couple of days ago. I don't know if it's going to stick, but it's cool. Um, and then we're off again a week for Easter, but then we're back on the 9th and the 16th, the final two weeks of the semester. And let me just tell you about the 9th and the 16th really quick. First off, on the 9th, we're going to have vision night here at the living room where we're going to talk about what is to come, what's ahead for the living room here at Buckhead Church, and it's going to be unbelievable. We've already started planning for that night. It's going to be a night you don't want to miss, the night you want to bring some people with you. And then the 16th is the last gathering of the spring semester, and we're going to finish with the bang. We're closing it out with night of worships, but also we're going to celebrate baptisms once again. So I think we have a slide for the baptisms where you can take a picture of that if you want to. So here's the deal. Tonight is the first night where at the end of the living room you can sign up to be baptized or you can start the conversation if you're interested in, in learning more, knowing more. In the fall we did this for the very first time here at the living room and we celebrated 13 people that took their next step with Jesus in baptism and it was unbelievable. So that's going to be just a crazy night. I'm telling you, April 16th, cannot wait for it. But if you're interested in baptism, talk to someone at the Home Away From Home flag right after. It's going to be great. So I'm really, really excited about what's to come. But, but last week, we kicked off this series that we're in called Notorious. And the word notorious is an adjective that means to be widely or well-known. And throughout this series, we're going to be talking about one of the things that we're all known for. And this is our reputation. And here's the deal. 
good or bad, whether you like it or not, whether it's favorable for you or unfavorable, the truth is we all have a reputation. Like, we all have one. We all have a reputation. And here's what we talked about last week. One of the reasons that this conversation is worth having, but it's also a difficult conversation, is because most of the time it seems like bad reputations are easy to make, but they're difficult to shake. Bad reputations in our life, it can be really easy to make them, but they're difficult to shake. And we kind of landed the plane last week by asking the question, what is it that you're known for? Like, what do you want to be known for? What do you want your reputation to be? And this is going to be kind of the foundation for the rest of the, the, this series, the next couple of weeks as well. What are you known for? Um, and I'm really excited to continue this conversation tonight in part two of Notorious. But before we dive into that, um, I need to share a story with you. It was a few years ago, and I was in my second year of college, and I was attending community college at the time, and I was knocking out my general education credits because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life yet. Some of you were like, Come on, can I get an amen? I thought I would get a couple of amens there, but whatever. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life yet, and so I didn't know what I wanted to major in. And so I was like, I'll just take gen ed classes rather than not going to school at all. So that's what I did. Um, but you also have to take a certain amount of elective courses, right? So I'm looking at the list of electives at community college, a small community college at that. And, like, they have the normal ones like bowling and camping and floating and baking 101. I'm not making these up. Uh, I actually took camping and floating one year. That was great. Uh, but there was this one in particular that kind of jumped out on the list at me. And it was called physical health and personal hygiene. Physical health and personal hygiene. I know what some of you are thinking. You're like, wow, you really wanted to stretch yourself. And absolutely, I did. I wanted to challenge myself. Like, I started thinking right when I signed up for it, man, this is going to be, like, I need to come up with a rationale, with an explanation as to why Pantene products are better than Dove, why it's good to shower every single day, why Old Spice is greater than Right Guard. Like, that's what I'm thinking this class is going to be all about, okay? So I'm like, this is going to be great. And in all seriousness, I thought, sign up, show up, easy A. Like, you know, it's literally going to be that simple. I don't even know if I'm going to have to show up. Like, this is just an A, physical health, personal hygiene. Like, what, you know? So I signed up to take it at 8 a.m. And you're like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Well, here's the reason I did that, because all the other options that were, like, later in the day when, like, normal life starts, you know, um, those you had to come in twice a week. But the 8 a.m. one was, like, three hours long, so you could just suffer through it 8 to 11 a.m., do it once a week. I, I hear you, but I was like, I'm not showing up to physical health and personal hygiene more than once a week, okay? So I did that, and so I started showing up, and I would normally come in, uh, I'd be pretty tired, uh, I'd be unprepared. I, I wouldn't really pay attention in class. I'd be halfway falling asleep. Um, I looked like I needed to be taking a, health, a class on physical health and personal hygiene because when I came in, like, it looked like I hadn't showered in a couple weeks, and I would just be, you get the point. And um, the teacher, about midway through the semester, semester, I don't remember her name, but she was an older woman, and she called me out one class in the middle of the class with like 40 or 50 people. She's like, hey, Matt, I need to talk to you after class. And I was like, okay, that's great. Like, what are we going to talk about? Maybe that I don't need to show up anymore because this class is a joke and you're just going to give everyone. I don't know what we're talking about. But it was great. So afterwards, I stayed after, and she didn't waste any time. She looked me square in the eyes, and she goes, here's the deal. With the rate you're going, you're going to get a C at best in this class. I ended up getting a C minus. We'll talk about that another night. Okay? But she looks at me, and she says, you're going to get a C at best. And then she goes on, and she's like, look, you come in unengaged, unprepared, you don't pay attention, which honestly is disrespectful to me as the professor because I'm preparing these talks, I'm giving it my all, and you're acting like you don't even care. And she said, I, basically what she said, was that I want to challenge you, Matt, to change your reputation. 
the second half of this semester, I want it to be different than it's been these first few weeks. And I remember hearing all this being like, kind of got a point, but what? Like, like, what are you talking about? What, why are we even having this conversation? Like, how are you coming at me like this right now? There's other people that are sleeping too. Like, how come you're not going at them? Like, how are you making these accusations that, like, I'm disrespectful? You don't know me. You know, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, how is this my reputation? And that's what I was asking, and I just want to stop for a second. And if we can, if it's okay with y'all, I just want to dive right in tonight. Because here's the deal. Some of you... A lot of you, you're asking the exact same questions in life right now. What? How? How come I didn't get that job? How come these people don't respect me? How come that group of people, they don't, they don't want to hang out with me? How come I have the reputation that I have? And listen, I understand that sometimes you have a point. But what if your reputation that you have isn't completely unfair? Like, what if? There's something that you can do that might begin to change it, that might begin to set you on a new path where you can change your reputation. Because here's the reality. Most often, more times than not, your reputation isn't received overnight. It's recognized over time. More often than not, your reputation isn't just given to you. It's not just received overnight. No, it's recognized by people. It's built over time. And, and here's what I mean by this. Like, you don't generally just walk up to someone on campus and introduce yourself, and you're like, hey, I'm Matt. And they're like, oh, hey, I'm Mark. And you're like, hey, Mark, okay, I can already tell I'm not going to like you. You're lazy. You're arrogant. And, yeah, we're not going to be friends. Like, like that, that's just not how it works out. Like, you don't sit in chemistry class with someone, and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a lab partner. Nope. Can already tell you're going to be a terrible influence in my life. You're going to try to get me to do terrible things. I'm, I'm sitting somewhere else. Like, that's not how it works. Like, I don't just walk down the streets of Atlanta and people just know that I'm one of the greatest hip-hop artists that they've probably ever come across, you know? <laughs> Some of you are looking at me like, what are you talking about? I, I figured this would be a good opportunity. Like, we know each other now. This is week two. I have a hip-hop song on iTunes. I do. It's called Girl You Know. Okay? Yep, yep. Some of you are fans, right? I made $2.34 last month. Watch out, Jay-Z. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't I get an invite to the Grammys last night? I don't know. Okay? But anyways, moving forward, here's what I'm trying to say. There's a pastor that says it this way. Repetition creates reputation. Repetition creates reputation. The things that you repeat in your life, over time it creates, it builds your reputation. Take Chick-fil-A for an example. Chick-fil-A, some of you, yeah. That was good tonight, right, by the way. Um, and Winshape provided that for free, by the way. I don't know if Beth even said that, but that's amazing. So... But Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A has a reputation for providing amazing customer service experiences. Like, I don't know if you know this, but they're fast food. Like, they're a fast food restaurant, but you almost forget that when you go to Chick-fil-A because their service is so good. But they didn't just get that reputation overnight. No, that wasn't just given to them overnight. That, that happened over time through consistent repetition of great customer service. You go through the, the window at the checkout line, you say, thank you, what do they say? Exactly, my pleasure. Try saying this. I've done this before. It works. Say thank you, thank you, thank you. They'll be like, my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. And then look back at them and tell them, okay, I'm done. I don't want you to say my pleasure anymore. And they'll be like, okay, that's great. And you'll be like, okay, great, thank you. And then they'll go, my pleasure. And you're like, okay, unreal, unreal. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm actually done. Chick-fil-A, they, repetition created, has created, and has built their reputation. How about Oprah Winfrey? Oprah has 
an amazing reputation for so many things. I think one of the things that's at the top of the list when it comes to her reputation, one of the things that she's known for is her generosity. And why? This didn't just happen overnight. It was repetition. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. And people were like, wow, you were generous, you know? Like, you've repeated generosity and you've developed, because of that, you've developed the reputation of being a generous person. How about Michael Jordan? Okay, MJ, he's known as the greatest basketball player of all time. And I can see some of you, like, dudes, you're trying to debate with me and be like, no, LeBron, bro, Kobe. Okay, just stop it. Like, Michael's the greatest. Okay, he is. He always will be probably. I don't, we talk stats later. But Michael Jordan, he didn't just get that reputation overnight. No, it was repetition. It was showing up early in the morning at the gym, staying late after practice. It was challenging himself, playing guys that were a little bit better than him, a little bit older than him. Repetition created his reputation. And you know this to be true. Like, you've seen this play out in your own life. If you hate a lot, then guess what? You're going to develop the reputation for being known as a hater. If you lie all the time and you don't tell the truth, then you're going to develop the reputation. You're going to become known for being a liar. If you cheat a lot, you'll become known for being a cheater. If you gossip frequently, then you'll become known as a gossiper. If you don't try, then you're going to become known for being lazy. If you give up, you're going to become known for being a quitter. If you date around a lot, then you're going to become known, you're going to develop the reputation for being a player. If you're the person that never cleans up the dirty dishes and you just leave them in your apartment dorm or your apartment or wherever you live for your roommate to deal with, then you're going to become known as a terrible roommate and you're going to have six roommates over the next four years of college and you're going to wonder why. (laughs) Because you've developed this reputation. Repetition creates, it builds your reputation. And this right here, this is not a brand new concept or idea. In fact, the Apostle Paul, he writes about this over 2,000 years ago when he writes his letter to the churches or to the people in Galatia. And this is what he says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Check this out. He says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Now, I think our generation quite possibly needs to hear this now maybe more than any other time period ever before. Because here's the deal, and I'm, I'm in your generation, like I'm including myself in this conversation. We want instant results, right? Like we want instant gratification. We want instant gains in life. We don't want to have to wait for anything. That's why Netflix, like everyone is on Netflix. I mean, you use, if you don't know about Netflix, like just get out. I don't, I don't know. Like I, someone said get out. You, you filled in my sentences. Thank you for that. But like it's true. You want instant results. You, you don't want to have to wait for it. That's why we pay astronomical prices. That's a huge word. Never used that from stage before. We pay massive prices for cell phones, right? Because you want unlimited data. 10 gigs isn't enough. You need unlimited because you want wherever you are, you should be able to have access to information instantly. Get it right away. You don't want to have to wait. That's what we want. Like I started working out this past year. Um, <laughs> come on, chill. Two and a half. <laughs> Two, uh, two and a half weeks ago, I just set myself up to be roasted. Um, feels good. So two and a half weeks ago, I, I started working out. And if I'm being honest with you, uh, one of the main reasons I, working out helps me feel better, and I, I, I enjoy working out, not really. But, uh, but the main reason I think that I started working out, or one of the main reasons, is because, as I told you last week, my wife and I, we we're on the list um, to adopt. And so we could get a phone call um, literally any day. 
and we could become parents any day now. And um, so I know parenthood is, is quickly approaching, and, and I'm not ready for the dad bod. I'm just not. I'm too young, okay? So that's one of the main reasons that I um, have chosen to work out. But, but I started working out a couple weeks ago, and I've been doing pretty good, not great, but I've been going like three or four times, okay? And after like the second week, I came home, I had a really good workout, so I hadn't worked out months prior to this, but I've worked out now like seven or eight times this new year, and I come home, and, and what am I doing? Like, I'm kind of flexing in the mirror, right? And my wife, Anne, she catches me. Like, she sees me kind of, you know, doing one of these, and she kind of starts laughing, and I'm like, what's funny, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding a little bit, but... More than anything, I'm pretty serious. I'm like, hey, yo, I, I think, like, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm seeing big-time results. Like, I'm like, I, you know, like, y'all see it, right? <laughs> like, I'm literally flexing, and I'm thinking, like, I know normally, like, people say this takes months to try to get to this level, but I think it's happening for me in a couple weeks. I don't know what the case is. And, and listen, like, I'm kind of kidding, but not really. Like, I kind of convinced myself that this was true. And I think the Apostle Paul, if he was here, he'd be like, come on, stop deceiving yourself. Like, you reap what you sow. You're not going to reap the results of what working out for months consistently gives to you after two weeks. Like, that's just not going to happen. And I don't know, maybe Paul wouldn't say that. Maybe he'd be like, hey, tell yourself what you need to tell yourself. Keep going. It's whatever. It's not a big deal. But what if we took it to the next level? Like, what if we took it all the way up? I think some of us, like, we want to be known for, for, for love and loving people well, but then we live our lives contrary to that, and we don't love people really at all, except for maybe, like, our closest friends, and I think Paul would say, hey, stop deceiving yourself. God cannot be mocked. You, you reap what you sow. Fast forward a little bit, but I think another way to say it is if you want to see a change, make a change. If you want to see a change, then make a change. If you want to be known as, as someone who's a generous person, if you want to be known, if you want a reputation for generosity, then start sowing, start being more generous. Be generous with your time. Be generous with your thoughts. Be generous with your actions. Be generous with your finances. If you want to be known for someone who's in better shape, if you want to get stronger, then, then start working out. Like, like start eating better. Start getting into better habits. If you want that promotion at your job, then, then start showing up on time. Start being diligent with the responsibilities, however big or small they may be, that you've been given. If, if you're tired of having a reputation of being known as a player, then stop playing, you know? Or, like, guys, start respecting and honoring women. Start... I figure I'll get a couple claps. <laughs> but time out, time out. Hey, guys, I got your back, okay? Let's flip it around to the girls. Amen. Hey, girls, real quick, real quick, tune in. Girls, if you want guys to respect you and honor you, then start respecting and honoring yourself, right? Okay, that got everyone. Glad we got that out there. If you're tired, if you're tired of being known as a liar and having the reputation for lying all the time, then stop lying. Start telling the truth. Stop exaggerating stories to make yourself sound better. Paul goes on. He says this in verse 8. He says, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So what Paul is saying is if you just always sow from your flesh, if you always just follow your own desires, 
then guess what? From your desires, from your own flesh, you're going to reap destruction. But on the contrary, if you sow from the Spirit, if you don't just follow your desires, but you follow God's desires and what He wants and what He has planned for your life, then from God's desires, from the Spirit, you'll reap eternal life. And I think for some of you in the room, for a lot of us, you're like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Okay, but what if, like, someone came up to you tomorrow and they're like, hey, tell me what Galatians chapter 6, verse 8 means to you. Like, explain that practically to me, how that plays out for your life. I think a lot of us, myself included, would be like, what, what do you think it means to you? You know, like, we'd put, because we, we're not, I don't, I don't really know. So Paul actually clarifies this a little bit later, a few verses later in the same chapter, Galatians chapter 6. And I want to read this from the message version of the Bible. So the message is a version that's written by Eugene Patterson. It's kind of a paraphrase of what is written. And so I think this is super clear. This, this was super helpful for me this week as I was reading through this. So check this out. Galatians chapter six, or 5, verse 19 through 21. It's a chapter before. This is what the paraphrase is of what Paul's trying to get across. If you sow from your flesh, if you just follow your own desires, and this is what the result probably will be. It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex. A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness. Trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives. Small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community, I could go on. Tell us how you really feel, Paul. That's what I'm thinking. Like, whoa, this is extra, chill out, like, take a step back. I, I, don't, I don't really know, but let's read on the contrary. If, if you follow God's desires, not just your own, but if you follow God's desires, then this could be the result. Check this out. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. So I think what, what Paul is trying to get across here is something kind of like this. Have you ever played tag with, with a little kid before? Most of you, okay? So when you play tag with a little kid, like unless they're super, super smart, this is normally how, how it looks. Hey, try to get me, try to get me, try to get me. And they just chase you in a circle, right? And you just keep going and you keep doing this and keep doing this until like they get dizzy or you get dizzy and you fall down. And then you're just like, oh, you know, let's do it again. Try to get me, try to get me, try to get me. And I think that's kind of what it looks like. If you just follow the desires and if you just sow from your flesh, if you just always do whatever you want to do and just follow your own desires and just keep going that direction, for a minute, it feels all right. And for a minute, it seems like it's working. But eventually, you get to a point where you become tired, you become frustrated, and, and you almost can't stand anymore, and you hit the ground, and you lead yourself into destruction. But Paul's saying there's, there's another way, there's another option, there's another path that you can choose. Like, you don't have to just keep running in this circle just following your desires. No, you can stop, and you can go a different direction, and you can choose to follow the desires that God has for your life. So I want to ask you, what are you sowing today that, that you're going to reap tomorrow? Which path are you choosing? Because the results of following God's desires for your life, what does that lead to? 
not destruction. No, that leads to an increase of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And who doesn't want more of those things in their life? I love this encouragement that Paul gives us in Galatians 6, verse 9. Check this out. He says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. See, there's a promise here that we can't miss tonight, and this is huge. He's saying, don't become tired in doing good. Because at the proper time, maybe not in your timing, but at the right time, you're going to reap a harvest if you don't give up. You're going to experience the benefits. You're going to realize that it's worth it. So he's saying, keep going. Keep going down the right path. Keep sowing what is good. Don't just follow your desires. Follow God's desires. He's saying repetition creates. It builds your reputation. Keep going. Don't give up. It's going to become tough. That's why things that are worth it, they're never easy. If they were easy, then everyone would be doing it. He's saying keep going in this direction. Don't give up. I promise you at the proper time, you're going to reap a harvest. So as we begin to close tonight, I, um, I want to kind of give you a little illustration and a challenge. How many of you, like, you know what it means if you have a song, like, that's on repeat? Like, if you just, yeah, this song's on repeat. Anybody got a song that, that's on repeat right now in your life? Like, you're just listening to it all the time. Okay, what, what's your song that's on repeat? Finesse. Okay, yeah. I've heard all about, who's that by? Okay. Yeah, Bruno won every Grammy last night. Um, finesse, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, anybody in this section, you got a song that's just on repeat. In the back, what you got? Okay, song of heart, Post Malone, that's awesome. Okay, anybody over here, you got one, what do you got? God's Plan by Drake. Okay, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you got a song that's on repeat, what happens is, is like you're tuning in to that song every single day, right? Like you pull your headphones out in the morning. It doesn't even really matter what time of day it is, and you're just tuning into it. And you're like, yeah, this is good. Like I like this beat. And it starts to impact the way that you live almost, right? Like you start to walk with a different vibe. If your song that's on repeat is like some super sad T-Swift song, then you're going to be walking around like... You know, but if it's, if it's pretty, pretty hype, then you might be walking around like, oh, it's 7.30 in the morning. You know, what are you doing? Like, whatever song is on repeat for you, it impacts the way that you live. It impacts your attitude. It, it maybe even impacts the way that you treat other people, the way that you respond to situations. And so tonight, I, I just want to ask you this question right here. In your life, What's on repeat? In your life right now, what's on repeat? And I don't know, maybe you're like, there's some, some good things that are on repeat right now. Like, I feel like there's some new things, some fresh things, some things that, man, th- yeah, this is good. But I bet if you thought about it long enough, all of you could come up with some things that are on repeat in your life right now that, that probably aren't really, really good. Probably leading you down a path that's maybe going to end up in destruction. And I don't know, maybe for you tonight, what's on repeat is like you've been short-tempered with people. You don't even know why, but you've just had no patience. Doesn't matter if you're talking to like your best friend, your mom, your you know, coworker. It's just like the smallest thing can just set you off. And that's what's been on repeat for you, maybe for the last few weeks or a few months or last year even. Maybe some of you what's been on repeat is you just feel super, super insecure. You wake up every morning and you just, like, you want to just cry. Because you're like, ah, 
don't like what I see. I don't want to feel this way. But that's just what's been on repeat for you. Let me ask you this. What needs to be on repeat? What needs to be on repeat? Because for some of you tonight, what you need to do is like, you've been listening to this song for far too long, and you just need to, to, to delete that song and say, no, I'm done with that. I'm not tuning into that anymore. I'm putting something new on repeat. And maybe for you, what needs to be on repeat is maybe you need to be more generous with people. You need to start practicing generosity and say, man, I'm just going to have that on repeat. For the next couple weeks, however long it takes, I'm just going to keep generosity on repeat. Maybe for you, you need to start encouraging people. Like that's what needs to be on repeat because you gossip about people, you talk harshly to people, and you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. The only time I'm going to gossip now is I'm going to be gossiping encouragement behind people's backs. That's, that's the only time I'll gossip. Maybe that's what needs to be on repeat. Here's the deal. You, you still have time. You still have time. Some of you, you have two, three, four years left in college. Others of you, you have two, three, four months left in college. But even if that's you, even if you just have a couple months left, that's still a significant amount of time to where you can make a significant change. Like you can start to go down a new path and your reputation can begin to change. You still have time. And can you imagine if you started to become known for things like love and peace and joy and patience and kindness and self-control? Can you imagine the impact you could begin to make? Could you imagine if we as a family here at the living room, if this community if we became known for those things, love and peace and kindness and self-control, could you imagine the impact that we can make on our campuses? I was going to like try to provide some inspiration for what that impact could look like, but I don't even want to go there because I think I'd be selling you short, and I think if I tried to, to get it right, you wouldn't believe me. Uh, that's how amazing of an impact I think that it could really be. And here's the deal. I know the pushback from some of you in the room tonight because I know my pushback when I think about this. And the pushback is this. Well, Matt, that's great. Like I could put something new on repeat and it might work for a week or two or a month. But then I'm telling you, man, I'm going to fall right back because I don't have what it takes. I'm not strong enough. I'm not committed enough. I'm not persistent enough. Like it's just not going to work out for me. And you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right. You probably don't have what it takes. And you probably will fall back on your own strength. And you probably will lose heart. You'll lose courage. You won't have the energy or the persistence. You'll be tempted to do something and you'll just abandon shit. Like, that probably will happen. But, good news, you don't have to do this alone. Like you have a God who promises and says, I'll be with you always. And if there's moments where you need strength, then guess what? I'll give you strength. Let's, let's put it this way. Maybe there's going to be moments where you want to keep this on repeat, but you're starting to lose the beat. You're starting to lose the tempo. Like you're like, oh, I can't hear it anymore. I can't hear it. Yeah, it's gone. And I think God is saying, hey, I sent my son Jesus so that he could bring the beat back for you. And if you need hope, if that's what you're losing hope, 
And that's what's causing you to go down a different path and your reputation is following that. And God's saying, hey, Jesus can give you hope tonight. He can give you hope so that you can keep going. If, if you feel like you're becoming overwhelmed with circumstances and you need peace, hey, Jesus, look to him. He can bring the beat back of peace in your life. He can start to give you peace so that you can keep going. Hey, if you need confidence, oh, look to Jesus. Everything that you could be looking for, I'm just going to tell you, spoiler alert, it's found in Jesus. He, he can bring the beat back so that you can keep going, so that you can repeat, keep repeating things that are good and your reputation can follow and you can have a reputation that is valuable, a reputation that carries weight, a reputation that impacts this world and makes a difference. And isn't that, at the end of the day, like what we all want? I think it is. That's my challenge to you tonight. What needs to be on repeat? And figure out, hey, where am I prone to start to lose the beat? And start to look to Jesus and say, Jesus, would you give me that?